Welcome to episode 12 of the Wholesome Business Podcast. I'm Tom Greenwood and uh, we've had a break for about six months and we're finally back and we've got a really good podcast this time. Uh, we started this podcast to meet inspiring people and talk about how business can be used as a force for positive change. And so what better topic to talk about than the B Corporation movement? We recently got certified as a B Corporation and it's been a really great experience for us as a team. So together with my colleague Mohib Ullah, um, who's been instrumental in helping us at Holgrain Digital become a B Corporation, uh, we invited in Kate Sandal, who's the community manager at B Lab UK, the non-profit that manages the B Corp movement in the UK. Um, she came on the podcast, um, and if you've never heard of B Corporations before, this is the perfect introduction. Um, Kate's really good at explaining what it's all about and who, who should get involved and why this is important. If you want more information, you can visit bcorporation.uk if you're in the UK or search online to see if uh, B Corps are operating in your country. Um, you can also connect with us um, at Eat Whole Grain on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or visit our website wholegraindigital.com. Okay, that's enough. Let's dive in. So I thought it'd be really good to do this after we came to retreat because um, I think like we've talked to a lot of people since we got certified as a B Corp and um, and we found like on the one hand like the response is really positive and on the other hand we're still kind of unsure like how to explain it to people and yeah. actually get them to engage in it um, and what better person <laughs> than yourself <laughs> to actually help guide us through that. Okay. So um, could you maybe just start off by explaining to us in layman's terms. What, are, what is a B Corporation? What does the B stand for? Um, yeah. okay. um, so the definition that we read out is that a B Corp is a for-profit organisation that's certified by BNAB as yep. meeting the highest standards of environmental and social performance, transparency and accountability, which sounds like a lot of jargon and a lot of people have generally turned off by the time you finish telling them that. Um, but essentially, it's a for-profit organisation that's embedding its values into the core of its business. And it means that it's certified, so it's met at a certain standard, and yeah. it's about the whole of your business rather than just one process. Um, so if you think of fair trade, or if you think of organic, um, they're about the supply chain and it's only one area, whereas B Corp is about everything within your business, so your governance structure, your environment, your workers, your community, and your customers. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing really that gets out of our assessment. Um, it's also a two-stage process. So it's you have to get certified, you have to get 80 out of 200, which is what you know. Um, but the other stage is also your legal requirements, so changing your articles of association to say that you'll treat all stakeholders equally yeah. um, or consider stakeholder interests when making decisions. And that's the really interesting part when you when you're thinking about just a certification or kind of all these membership bodies that exist, actually this builds into the fact that this is a movement of businesses um, and a community of businesses that are really committed to something um, because they're embedding that into the core of their, their decision making. So it means that it's suddenly taken up to the board level that when they're making serious decisions, actually they can say, well, hang on a second, have we considered our impact because they've made that amendment and they have that commitment embedded. Um, what the B means yeah. is a really great question that a lot of people ask me all the time. And um, 
there isn't really a direct answer. I'd really like to tell you that there was, but for better business, uh, for benefit, but there's obviously the difference between, you can probably go into that later, but benefit corporation and B corporation. Um, I often say it's plan B because plan A hasn't worked. Because <laughs> <laughs> capitalism is broken, so we're trying to look at a different way of operating away from kind of shareholder privacy. Yeah, that's quite good actually. Um, but I'm not sure that's the official uh, <laughs> terminology. I think it explains it a bit better. Yeah, 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 sure. So, I mean, are there particular types of businesses this applies to? Because I think there are some businesses that are just kind of obviously from the outside trying to do something positive, kind of socially or environmentally. Yeah. And then there's, there's businesses like ours um, where, like, we were a bit hesitant at first because we kind of felt like on a sort of from a philosophical point of view, we really felt like we're trying to do run our business in a good way and we were trying to make a positive impact but when it comes down to it we don't make like an eco product that's gonna like save the yeah. world we yeah. make websites yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so are there particular types of businesses that really applies to or or can this apply to or are there or the other way are there types of businesses that could not become a that's a, yeah, that's a tricky question. Yeah. So to start with the first part of the question, um, it is open to everyone. And actually, the businesses like yours, like um, there's lettings agents in Edinburgh, yeah. or a fluid IT or IT support company, um, they're just they're really great businesses. And actually, that's what's more important about the B Corporation movement. You know, we need those businesses that are trying to solve a social environmental problem and they're really key. But actually it's your everyday business, it's your service providers, it's your um, it's your washing up liquids, you know. Yeah. Actually it's really important for them to engage with this and start embedding it. Because if you just look at these small small businesses which are really important to how we operate, that are trying to solve something, then we're not gonna shift the dial yeah. and we're not gonna change the way capitalism operates. Um, and that's what the, the B Corporation movement is about because although there's 144 B Corps in the UK at the moment and there's 2,200 globally, it means that actually, that, that if you think of the amount of businesses that exist, so there are, I think, 3.2 million SME businesses just in the UK. So it's such a small dial. So if we start limiting it to businesses with this kind of heart of trying to solve a problem then we're not going to get very far but yeah. if we open it up to businesses that just want to embed good practice then that's how we're going to start to create change and we've got over I think 50,000 businesses who've logged on to our assessment and are starting to look at this and use this as an improvement tool which is really key yeah is that 50,000 within the UK or all around? globally globally yeah 50,000 businesses globally so um and that's one of the reasons why um it's free to do our tool, our assessment, because B Lab, which is who I work for, and that's the not-for-profit behind the B Corporation movement, um, is is it's the B Corp community and getting certified is really important in what we're doing. But actually, engaging that broader, the broader people, the broader businesses is really is really fundamental. So, fifty thousand people using this assessment and starting to measure this, even if they're at the beginning of their journey, yeah. is really key. Um, and, and if we didn't engage with that or if we didn't make that free then it would be easy to think of well, why are they doing this are they just a money making machine that are kind of trying to capitalise on this sustainable thing this, you know, value space and it, it's really that's the, the complete counter 
yeah. to the purpose of the B Corporation movement because that and the legal change really, I think, creates a different and becomes accessible to lots of different people. So the same way in, in the movement section that I was talking about earlier, in the US, so everyone understands that you know, Friedman talked about you know the purpose of a business is to maximise shareholder profit. Yeah. Um, and we're moving away from that. We're slowly starting to understand that the purpose of a business is not necessarily as important, but actually there are lots of other things to consider. Um, and so in the US, our legal change, which is to consider stakeholder interests, to implement that was actually, people believed that the company would then be liable if they pursued this kind of long-term goal. Right. So they had to change the legislation, and that's why they created the Benefit Corporation legislation, which has been passed in over 30 states. Um, and it's also been passed in Italy, which is the first country to pass it. Um, and it's pending in over seven other countries, including the UK, yeah. which, is, which is interesting. But in the US, there's over 4,000 Benefit Corporations, and there's only 2,200 B Corps. Right, so it cool. just shows that actually these businesses, you know, you either you've got people trying to take the assessment or people just trying to operate in the same way. And we know that being a B Corp is the gold standard. Right? It's really hard to have a B Corp. But actually, if we try and make some of the, the thought, even whichever part it is, accessible to different businesses, they can start on the journey to becoming better businesses. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, in terms of the assessment tool, that's definitely how we came into it. But I can look, I'd stumbled across it in a few places. Um, this is the B Corp concept, well, the name B Corps, and seen the logo in a couple of places. And I was, a, I was like, I was one of those people who was a little bit skeptical about, yeah. like, is it just some greenwash scheme that you, you know, pay some money and get a nice yeah, stamp? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was the it was the online assessment tool that really impressed me because uh, it was. I was actually looking at Bulb Energy, uh-huh. um, oh, yeah. and I was on their website on a Saturday morning, and I saw it on their homepage. They got this. They really proudly they shout about it, yeah. um, and that was. I thought, oh, I just, I'm going to have to look this up properly. So I went on your website and I started trying the assessment tool, and I, it's really addictive because right, that's it's, what I want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually really nicely done, and it asks you really hard questions that. So it's it's not about just paying some money and getting a stamp. Like it became like really quickly apparent that like oh, like there's all these things we really should be thinking about. And some of them we are thinking about. And great, you know, we can say that. Yeah. But a lot of things, maybe we'd never really stopped and thought about it. Maybe there are things we're doing that we thought we were doing, but in a really unstructured kind of ad hoc way that yeah. we could never actually demonstrate to anybody. And, um, and having that actual structured process and that assessment to guide us through, yeah. it was really it was really fascinating. It was like a learning curve for us. And then only by doing that, then we thought, well, yeah, we can go for it. And I think we both thought, Mohim and I thought, you know, probably the first time round, we might not be able to actually get certified. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. yeah. But partly because, like, as I said, we're a web design company. We thought, well, we don't have, like, some, like, you know, we're not a renewable energy company. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, Bulba. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and it sounds easy. You only have to get 80 points out of 200, but oh my <laughs> God, it is so hard to get 80. You know, yeah. you know what? It's really great, and I hear this all the time whenever I speak to new B Corps, and they're like, oh my God, I 
it was so hard. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I know. And that's the way that you talk to other B Corps because I feel like that creates a bond before you meet anyone else because you've all kind of mopped your brow afterwards and you kind of sit back. And then when you meet another B Corp, you're like, you've been through it too. Yeah. You know, it's this, this kind of bonding thing. We actually, we've all worked really hard for this. And actually, you've got a lot more respect and understanding for a business because they've truly committed to something. And they've answered really ridiculous questions about recycling policies and you know percentage of hours that you give away and things like that and and actually that's what's that's what makes it so great i mean frustrating for a lot of people when they're going through i think not no one really loves it as they're doing it um this brings me to the question i mean it's obviously we have established it's a very extensive uh process um is there any particular area in the assessment which businesses find difficult to answer or meet the requirements or where businesses are scoring very low? Yeah. Um, I think it completely varies for every single business. So yeah. depending on, on what your focus is, you have to you have to reach a certain criteria to, to be able to get through. But I think nearly all businesses completely vary on where they have their, their focus or their points and some of them have lots of points on kind of their environmental policy because that's what they focus on. Yeah. Um, and it's you know they've switched to renewable energy, they're really great at recycling and they do everything like that, or they have great policies and practices for all their employees. Um, and, and it does totally vary. And I think that's great because actually it means that within this community people can learn from each other and we have this thing called the beehive, which if you've got a question once you've certified, you can go in and ask someone to share their employee handbook or their um, you know, who do they get their energy from? And if anyone answers other than bold, they probably get in trouble. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that kind of an, a nice way to kind of start improving because it is an improvement tool. Yeah. And you do have to recertify every two years. So actually people start using it as a benchmark. Like, right, I want to get, get a better score next time. I'm going to get to 92 or yeah. 100 and something, you know? That's and the really thing is, it's, it's like, we've had this conversation loads of times. It's not about the points, mm. but it does sort of gamify a little bit yeah. to make you feel like a bit more motivated to think, well, is there, let's see if there's any, like, one more thing we can do. And actually then it, that's getting you to do that one more good thing yeah. in the way that you run your business. Exactly. And I think we don't really differentiate between our B Corps. Once you're a B Corp, you're a B Corp. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make any difference where you where you scored for us or, or the engagement that we have, but it is really good as kind of a, a kind of a personal journey because yeah. you don't really compare yourself to other businesses, especially if there isn't another business doing exactly what you're doing. But actually, it just means that it's an encouragement to start engaging, and um, yeah, it's, it's a useful tool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is good. Um, so you said so far there's like 144 certified B Corps in the UK. How do you see this progressing? Because it's quite new here. And yeah. Can yeah. I just add, I think it's progressing quite fast. When we were certified, we were 129, and that was back in, well, just four months ago, four or five months ago. And now 144, so it's, it's, it's moving quite fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it launched in September 2015 with 62 founded yeah. B Corps. Um, and it has it has grown. We've well over doubled in size. We're kind of about to hit our two year anniversary in September. Um, 
and it has its organic growth. It hasn't been some exponential growth that we've seen, and, and that's probably because it's really hard. <laughs> that yeah. People can't just tick all the boxes and kind of get involved. Um, and we have over a thousand businesses in our pipeline in the UK who are looking at it. Um, so are they people who are using the the online assessment? Tool? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and some of them will certify. A lot of them probably won't. Maybe because yeah. it's just they just don't even know where to start. I mean, usually it's quite a straight line, but or they need to get buy-in from senior levels and they're not there yet and it's just the beginning of their journey. But there is, you know, that percentage of businesses that will go all the way through. And I think, you know, we're at the beginning of something really quite amazing. And um, we kind of joined the market of this area. It's, you know, there's Social Enterprise UK, there's BITC, there's lots of other organisations working in this space. And we see it all as a spectrum. We've all, we all fit somewhere. Yeah. You know, there's, there's Social Enterprise UK of been around and been doing amazing things for so many years and are so important within this ecosystem um, and the same with Kicks and the same with BITC working with those and larger organisations a community interest company yes sorry yeah. a community interest company um, and, that, and they're really interesting you know and we actually see that we all need to and we are all starting to work together to further this, this mutual aim that we have which is using business as a force for good um, and we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for all those other organisations yeah. starting the journey. I mean, how does it differ if somebody's thinking about all these things like community interest companies, social enterprise and so on? Yeah. Um, are they distinctly different? Are they sort of under the same... Like, are, just, are they just one yeah. part under the umbrella? Yeah, I think it depends on which way you look at it. Yeah. Um, with social enterprises... Um, Fundamentally, they're meant to reinvest the majority of their profits back into their business, um, which is which is great and really important. It does mean that um, it means it can be a little bit difficult to seek an external investment if you're reinvesting that much money. And that's one of the shift differences between B Corps is we don't have that clause that you don't have to reinvest your profits back in. Um, but social enterprises and um, kicks, it kicks again. It's it's kind of reinvesting into the community and, yeah. and charities, and it's a form. Uh, a legal form um, that, that exists and there are some kicks in the community in the B Corp community and there are some social enterprises in the B Corp community we yeah. have about 12 um, some of the well known ones The Big Issue and Divine Chocolate they're both social enterprises right. and they're both B Corps um, and so we there is an element of crossover um, but there are some uh, businesses like Ella's Kitchen or Cook Foods that would never be a social enterprise you know and there are some kicks that potentially we would love to have as B Corps but they don't see it as necessary Um, but we're all in it together and I think we embrace anyone who kind of approaches us with a similar ideal to kind of talk to and engage with and see how we can work together yeah yeah so there's a quite sort of distinct overlap but they're not inherently the same yeah exactly and it appeals to different companies in different ways so you know if you're Ella's Kitchen is, is a really interesting company that kind of Paul Lindley founded it and, and grew it to an amazing level and then sold it to Hain Capital, which is a large venture capitalist firm in, in the US. Right. And if you turned around to them and you said, so we're going to reinvest yeah. <laughs> 51% of our profits into the organisation, I, I don't think Hain Capital would have taken them all that way. I don't know, I'm probably guessing here, but it's, it's unlikely that they would have done it and their growth might have might have stayed at a certain level if they decided to do that, whereas this they still have this investment and they're still able to do some amazing things um, and that's really the social enterprises are doing really great things probably on a smaller scale than potentially what B Corps can do and have yeah. the potential to do 
yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Is Ella's Kitchen the kids' food? It is, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're nice people. Um, okay, so um, why should... You mentioned there's like loads of people who are using the assessment tool, yeah. and then like some of them go on and get certified, some of them don't, because it's a, it's a huge undertaking, right? Humongous, yeah. What's the kind of... What's your pitch of like... Why Why should people put themselves through that? Yes. Like, why couldn't they just use the assessment tool and do it kind of in their own time just to improve their own company? Why should they go that extra mile and try and get certified? I would say that um, there's lots of reasons for certification and there's lots of reasons for just using it as a tool and, and, and keeping it that. But um, for us, it's being, and I'm biased because I'm the community manager, but it's being part of this community and this commitment. So... You know, there's there's lots of quotes about your you know so much stronger together, uh, and actually being part of this. If we yeah. really want to engage in shifting the dial with capitalism, you know, making a big splash about different things, you know, actually we need to work together. And, and B Corporation brings people together, say at the retreat, yeah. um, or it's a global retreat that's taking place in Canada, or even um, through the Beehive and this this kind of social media of best practice sharing and learning. That's what you have access to when you're when you're a B Corp, um, and there's lots of other different things. So we have lots of B Corps who have said uh, they were interviewing someone, and it was mentioned in the interview process, yeah. um, and that really excited them. We've had a couple of businesses who've turned around and said the reason why they applied for the job was they saw um, that we were a B Corp and they looked into it. So they didn't necessarily know what it was because our awareness is not as big as it could be. Yeah. Um, but once they looked into it, they decided that was a company they really wanted to work for. Um, and without becoming a certified B Corp, it's really hard to to demonstrate that you're not just greenwashing, right? Yeah. You're not just putting it out there because you think it looks good and it will attract people. This is an independent verification of what you're doing. Um, so that's, I think, one area that I think is and really And it is quite exciting. stringent, right? Because it gets checked by, it gets checked by B Lab. And then you have some, I don't know who these, like, it went through peer review is what yeah, you called it yeah. and I don't know who those people are but you send it out to other people to check that you've done your yes. job properly well exactly and actually there's a bit of a difference between B-Lab UK and our standards team okay. so um, or, or B-Lab in general so B-Lab kind of run the community and that, that side of it but our standards team are separate from us and that's on purpose. I say it's a bit like, you know, your classmate marking your homework, you know, and they have an invested interest in you being part of the community. So if I was marking your homework, then I don't know, I would probably mark it totally accurately, but there's a chance that something might <laughs> something yeah. might go awry if you really want them in. So we have this separation with our standards analysts and they are independent from us. And then we have a standards advisory council as well, which is made up of lots of different organisations globally. Um, who are looking at this and, and kind of helping to update it and lead on it. So that's that's kind of quite important that you have that. So that, and then you have the peer review, which is another standards analyst who will also look through the assessment and check there's everything that you yeah. kind of that makes sense. It all kind of adds up. And the other thing is your document review that you have to include. So once you've completed the assessment and you've um, kind of had your call, or, or sometimes before your call, you're asked to upload some documents to verify some of your answers. Yeah. And that, um, that is another way of verifying. And then on top of that, um, just because that isn't enough <laughs> verification, 10% of all B Corps globally will have an on-site review every year. So um, over 21 of our B Corp community this year actually have had some form of review, which is a deep dive 
into their working practices, a really long call, an interview with an employee, you know, and these start to sound a little scary, but actually everyone walks out and they're kind of like, wow, I understand so much more, <laughs> and it was really great to spend some time with a standards analyst. Yeah. So that's really important. But yeah, so there's, there's the added levels of kind of going through the assessment. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I think for us, it was more of a, it was more of a sort of personal challenge that we set ourselves yeah. to see if we could actually get through it and we had our heads down <laughs> and we were really blind to like what comes afterwards in yeah, a way yeah. um, and I think it was like a it was a few days after we got certified wasn't it that you and I suddenly realised like oh there's like there's more to this like there's like the reputational kind of aspect in yeah. terms of how clients and potential staff might perceive us there's the community that we yeah. can get involved in um, we we completed the assessment but we didn't quite realize that the impact of the whole assessment or becoming a b-cop once you're certified actually there is a big community and you're going to be part of that and yeah. you are not just certified but you're presenting a community so um, I think that, that that was a, a, a good time to to know that you know there's more to it there's more to this assessment um, and uh, it was it was fantastic to share with the team and you know telling the clients and we, we we've been recruiting for a few positions um, for our team and um, we get applicants they find out about the BCOPs and and they become more interested in home group because yeah. they think that you know we care about not just the environment but we care about workers we care about communities and all those uh, areas that we you know feel really strong about so uh, it's just it doesn't finish at the assessment that's where it starts actually yeah yeah, yeah that's very true actually it's a journey isn't it and yeah. you kind of can talk to these like-minded businesses and um some people have said oh they found their tribe they've been doing this for 20 years and it's been a really lonely project yeah. because you don't know who else is committed to this so it's quite hard to find other businesses who are really working towards this and actually this is kind of bringing people together and being like yeah this is it you know actually let's work together because you know I, I trust you and actually we have an example in the community of two businesses that had complementary services and decided to work together and one of them said, I gave him so much more information than I should have done. I really <laughs> shouldn't have given him so much information. But I trusted him because he was yeah. a B Corp. Um, and I'm not saying that every <laughs> everyone should do that. But it was a great way and a, and a great example of our community really getting together and working together because they, they're kind of like-minded and they're willing to share. Um, another benefit that I didn't mention is obviously um, investment. So we talked right. about kind of paying um, capital, buying Ellers. Uh, you know, of like-minded businesses that actually happened pr- prior to their certification. But if you look at Unilever, um, who bought Ben and Jerry's, and it was a condition of sale with Unilever to buy that, and they recently also bought Seventh Generation, which is another business. You know, actually, people are these big businesses that have a long way to go in, in general when it comes to this area, yeah. but are starting to get really interested in this area. And you know, impact investors and the whole impact investing world has got so much more traction. And actually being um, certified as having kind of a long-term vision and embedding kind of you know your people and your planet along with your profit actually 
that's attracting a lot of investment. So we've got over about 14 investor-related organisations within the community, okay. which I think sounds quite interesting when you think of actually if, if investment firms are wanting to certify, yeah. they see the value of the certification in other businesses. Um, and that's an interesting story in itself, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, We did a podcast, one of our early ones was with uh, Will Gardner, who came from Unilever. Um, uh-huh. And he, he does really interesting stuff. He was working with an organisation called Collectively at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting finding out kind of that how you would think maybe on the surface an organisation like Unilever, maybe you, you could naively assume they don't care about any of this yeah. stuff. But actually, when you scratch beneath the surface and you speak to people yeah. like Will, you realise, no, actually, they, they take it really seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Pullman, the CEO, is a, he's taken the mantle quite strongly and is one of the reasons why they're the most forward-thinking multinationals. Kind of, they've, they've done you know, zero waste to landfill, renewable energy. They're really working very hard on it. And absolutely, with lots of organisations, there are things that go wrong or there are terrible stories in the press. And we're not there to say that they're the best organisation ever, but they're, they're taking it seriously, which I think is really important. Yeah. Um, and then Danone, who are really interesting. So they've committed to certifying by 2030. Um, and they've already got a couple of their subsidiaries that have gone through the certification. Okay. So, so they're quite realistic in that sense that they yeah. know they're not. They know they need a lot of time. Yeah. They know they're like quite far away, but it's something that they think they should be moving towards. Exactly, and it, and it's hard because once you you know if you're um, a single office operation or just a few office operations, it's quite easy to collect the data. Um, but actually, when you're a multinational corporation operating in lots of different areas. Collating all of that information is would be nigh on impossible. So they're going through the assessment within their subsidiaries yeah. and breaking it down and realising uh, that actually some businesses are, are a lot further ahead than others. Um, and they've actually said so Danone Wave, which is they recently purchased a really large dairy farm that owns this, I think its turnover is $6 billion. Um, and that's one of the public benefit corporation and, and a B Corp, which is really interesting. Um, and so they're... they're they're starting to realise, but it kind of heads back to the whole idea of that the certification is really hard, so they kind of need to take it step by yeah. <laughs> step. By step. Um, you know, and they've got a lot of work to do, as with every organisation, yeah. and, and there'll be some people within our community who won't be happy with these large multinational organisations coming to the forefront and, and probably taking quite a bit of the limelight when we're talking about Danone or, yeah, yeah. or Unilever, but actually we, we all need to start engaging in this, and you know, we should be talking to all organisations, and you mentioned earlier, like who wouldn't get to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Who who would we struggle with? And there are the the obvious ones if you do think arms firms or you know oil oil industry. Yeah. But actually, it's a real challenge for us because we wouldn't, you know, an extractive firm is really difficult, really really difficult. But if they have a commitment to moving to a hundred percent renewable energy in the future, and we wanted to help them on that way. I'm not saying that this has happened. This is a complete, um, you know, <laughs> hypothetical. hypothetical situation. But actually, it would be great to be part of that process and that transition. And if we can help accelerate that or lead that with lots of different organisations, then we should be part of it. So um, it, it's a tricky one because no one, no organisation is perfect. A lot of them, especially the larger firms, you know, have had really bad stories and have done really bad things, but. If we need to start engaging and moving away from this short-term, profit-driven kind of capitalism that we're within, 
we need to start talking to those larger corporations. And it's good in a way because it is about giving, having that independent oversight to actually verify that all businesses are being run in a responsible way. And I think a lot of the sort of disillusionment that people have had with big corporations is they have their CSR programs and they write their CSR reports and it's all like you know voluntary best practice and yeah. they're like they're judging themselves and they're writing these fancy reports and it's like well you know it's yeah. really hard to judge like yeah is this really worth anything or yeah. you need somebody from the outside to be able to like hold organizations to account whether they're tiny like us or whether they're huge um Absolutely. and actually like we could do the same we could just yeah. you know make stuff up we could Have write a really them. lovely website yeah exactly <laughs> with really but, well written stuff and yeah. that's true i think a lot of the organizations you know a lot of businesses out there realize that purpose is the next big thing values led shouting about all the great things you're doing is is kind of what consumers or what other businesses want to hear about so having that independent verification is really key when you're kind of looking at this area. Um, one interesting story that came up recently and kind of is a big discussion within the B Corporation movement is um, Whole Foods and Amazon. Right. Because Whole Foods was recently purchased by Amazon and um, the uh, founder of Whole Foods um, was the starter with a creative conscious capitalism. Yeah. So it's it's like wow. Well, what's what's going to happen next? You know, what, what is Amazon suddenly become a, a purpose-led organisation, <laughs> <laughs> or is Whole Foods going to disappear into Amazon? And who knows what the answer is? You know, it, yeah. we don't know. Um, and one of the things our one of our founders recently wrote an article about this, uh, and talked about how actually with if you're a, a, a benefit corporation, so you've embedded this kind of long-term vision into your, your articles, it could have been a condition of sale. So Whole Foods would not be able to be penetrated in that sense within the Amazon thing that it would operate as this kind of yeah they could have purchased it but they would have to have actually taken it on with the values embedded exactly whereas now things could change they they might not necessarily and actually you know Jeff Bezos might actually you know be aligning to this and starting to realize that the shift is changing and this is his entrance into the market in the same way that Unilever bought Ben and Jerry's absolutely and actually there could be and I'm sure Unilever are are attributed to having quite a significant change within um, Ben and Jerry's are attributed to having quite a significant change within the Unilever, you know, conglomerate because right. they've started to to change things and bring things to awareness and maybe that's how large corporations are going to change. You know, yeah. actually, it's buying it. Maybe the purchase of Whole Foods is the best thing that could have happened. You know, or maybe Trump being voted president is a good thing in the sense that all of these businesses I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that it is a good thing but all of these businesses you know when he pulled out the Paris Agreement all of these states these businesses these legislators came together and said we're still in we're still going to meet these targets and the people that are actually emitting the emissions are the businesses yeah. and they're the ones that need to create this so regardless of whether Trump is in or out these businesses are actually still going to commit to it and it's strengthening business you know I think governments are transient they change all the time and they go where and they're the also a very small group of people yeah. you know <laughs> there's only like, yeah, yeah, however yeah. many there's a few hundred MPs and a few hundred lords and so on in the UK like yeah. that actually a very small group of people they don't have as much power and control no. as we perhaps think they do yeah um, the real impact is by the you know everybody else who's doing real stuff every day that has an impact exactly and it's the small things that really count isn't it because 
if you start thinking we've got an organization called do nation yeah if you met him yeah, yeah. you know that's really interesting because what it is it's about you know your actions your really simple everyday actions can add up to significant impact and with do nation it's about reducing generally about reducing your co2 emissions and so um, some of them would be, you know, getting public transport or running or cycling to work instead of driving yeah. or getting the stairs instead of the lift or, you know, really simple things, buying locally sourced produce, yeah. which actually we did a New Year's resolution thing at B-Lab and committed to some of these things. And mine was buying locally sourced um, produce. And I thought, right, this is great. And it sent me a link to Riverford Organic. So off I went, clicked the box, and uh, got a, a UK veg box delivery, which, as a vegetarian, was quite a limited amount in winter. <laughs> so I had to be quite creative with everything that I was suddenly thinking, right, okay, I've never seen this vegetable before. Um, what am I going to do with it? Kind of wishing that there is this invention that you could take a photo and, and have it identified on the internet. There probably is, but I don't know it. Yeah. So I'd have to send it to my family, and they're all really keen chefs. And, I hadn't seen a Jerusalem artichoke look like a Jerusalem artichoke before. Yeah, I know we have Riverford and we've learned so many vegetables in the last year or two. It's amazing. Including Jerusalem artichokes. We got them and they were just these like muddy brown novels. Yeah, exactly. Like a potato that's gone wrong or a ginger. Ginger meets a potato. Yeah, like a bag of weird ginger. Yeah. (laughs) But it was great and actually what's happened as a result of doing this this silly action that I'd signed up to um, I still have my organic Riverford veg box and it's yeah, right. British veg and I didn't realise what was in season and so now I'm suddenly really aware of how I purchase my vegetables where I purchase them from and what they are and that's totally shifted from committing to an action that I thought would be you know, a month long or two months long it's completely changed the way that I behave yeah. and it's that small shift that everyone starts engaging in actually we have the power to create huge change and we talk about you know using business as a force for good but it's people using business as a force for good you know we all have we all have that responsibility to start engaging in this being mindful about our consumption where we buy from and that's where that's kind of at the community level you know we talk about businesses but it's actually the people running the businesses that make the connections that make the change um and that's what's so important about people community really yeah i think um, you know, from our point of view, since we got certified, but since we came, went through a retreat, I yeah. think that was like a real kind of like turning point for us. That we, it really got us motivated, and we Great. met so many good people. And um, and I think now a big part of our focus is on how can we actually like engage our, our staff and how can we engage mm-hmm. our clients in actually the the good things that we're doing or getting them to do good things. And um, one of them is like the green web, which is something that we've kind of vaguely talked about for years and uh-huh. I'm what ashamed to say yeah, we've never really done anything about yeah, it. What is the green web? It, it's basically like the fact that the internet is 2% of global emissions and people don't even talk about it. It's just like, oh the internet's clean, you know, you go on your laptop yeah. and it's all shiny and lovely. I've met someone who um, recently at the B-Lab European retreat in Amsterdam who is um, has an add-on that you can put onto your machine and it tells you if they're using a servo if it's located and it's running when you're yes, energy yeah yeah so the um there's two chrome extensions which do that there's the green web foundation that okay. may have been that's, that they're based in holland so okay so it probably, probably was him i didn't realize uh, the name of it yeah, yeah it was is it renee potentially yeah. yes yeah um yeah that's a really good chrome extension it's yeah. really good um 
And there's another one that Greenpeace do, which does a similar thing, but it, I think it's not quite as detailed because it doesn't pick up quite as much as the Greenwork Foundation. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's a huge thing, and like there's there's stuff we can do about it. Like you can use you can use renewable energy powered hosting. You can um, and you can design websites to be really energy efficient. And yeah. I think our, just in the last few weeks, like some of our team have suddenly like got really excited about yeah. this because they've realised. Well, hang on a minute. An eco-friendly website is just a really good website. Yeah. It's going to be really fast. It's going to have really good user experience. You know, you, yeah. you spend less money on hosting because the files are really small yeah. and you don't like need as much processing power. Uh, yeah. So, like, when you actually like these small things that seem like nothing, yeah. when you actually engage in them and you get a wider group of people engaged, then suddenly you realise it can make quite a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that I am meaning to pick up on, kind of since the retreat and highlighting this to the community and that's what is so great about having these kind of amazing businesses at our fingertips and actually this is a topic that if you want to talk about let's do an event about it and let's you know shout about it from the rooftops to the rest yes. of the community <laughs> and, start, and start getting people engaged and thinking yeah, yeah. about this because you're right you know it is it's a huge huge thing and we don't talk about it and actually we have this amazing resource to be able to start engaging people and start talking about it, whether it's on the Beehive, whether it's through an event, whether it's through Twitter, yeah. let's start the conversation going because it's it's fascinating. We really should be engaging with this a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you how you found the retreat. Oh, the retreat. Uh, I think you should ask Mario. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think the, uh, the location in Sussex was spectacular. Like, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, the, B-Lab team hospitality was amazing um, I remember on the very first day I was so energetic and so like passionate about the talks and stuff and I was straight away telling Tom like we need to come next year we need to come every year <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> great <laughs> and I was like I wanted to go and speak there like I wanted that 10 minutes I was that passionate but I was like I need to learn more about it and I personally, I learned so much and I started thinking like, okay, where I'm doing my shopping from, can I do minimum shopping, but from good places and, uh, you know, sort of those thinking. So now if I'm going to grocery store, I don't take bags like for broccoli or stuff like that. So I would try to like, you know, for milk. Yeah. Um, no, I really don't want a bag. Um, and it's not saving 5p, but it's just, you know, that... So making the difference yeah. yeah that plastic is yeah we so we forget about how easy it is to engage with it and actually yeah. it's just a small shift that you can implement yeah so I, I personally have started thinking taking little initiatives and for the team we have started some new initiatives telling them about b certified uh, products and yeah. we 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 did um distribute our goodie bags with the team um, oh, which nice. was amazing i think everyone loved it uh, we did about um uh, um, a, a team session um, when we returned from the bee retreat and, and we're thinking how to engage staff more um, on, on the COP moment and take everyone on board so that there are more initiatives that we'll be doing for the team and for the company and maybe to share with the wider community of BCOP. Great, amazing, that's brilliant, that's what I want to hear. Cool. <laughs> I had the desired effect. 
<laughs> yeah, I think Vanessa and I came away just sort of really inspired. I think meeting so many. It, you mentioned earlier about how there are sort of businesses who feel like they've kind of been a bit alone, kind of think yeah. trying to do something good, and um, it's quite a lonely kind of experience. And then you suddenly you go to this like B Corp's retreat, and you're just surrounded by all these people who think like you do that like we could use our business to make the world better it's like such yeah. a simple concept but there's actually people who are really fired up about it and they're actually committed to genuinely doing something yeah. and they've got ideas and they've got experiences sometimes they're like might be failures but like yeah, you can learn from each other yeah. um and it's yeah it's just it's just really kind of motivating inspiring to meet positive people yeah, yeah. and what, what stood out for me was the open space discussion in groups um, the question we had in our group was like how to you know promote the B cop movement to wider public in general how we can shout about it how we can do the market around it and there were some nice su- suggestions around that questions um, but that brings me to a question to you yeah. that, you know, are there any marketing tools? How do you promote the B Corp to businesses who are not certified yet? Yeah. How do you take that conversation? Um, it happens in lots of different ways. So there are um, lots of businesses who just find out about us and kind of contact us, or um, we have people who. Um, talk about us all the time in businesses that kind of evangelize about us and they think that they're being paid because <laughs> they're being so positive um, we have to explain that no one <laughs> no one is not part of B-Lab is being paid um, so there's lots of different ways but going running events and running events that are about different thought leadership topics so um, an event we did actually it was it was back in 2015 but it was called Will Tech Unicorn Save Our Planet and we did it at Google Campus and we started to kind of we promoted it within there and that was a great way to start engaging people who aren't in this echo chamber and that's really key because yeah. as you said earlier you kind of had heard about B Corp in lots of different places and but you're already an aligned company and you already kind of thought in this way and, and actually our approach we're trying to engage businesses that aren't necessarily there yet that are still trying to engage with this topic and they're really interesting and quite hard to reach because you know the the um the description I gave of B Corps at the beginning, you know, it just I can't even I wouldn't be able to recite that to my friends. They would say, I've got no idea what you're talking about. And I have to start with, okay, it's about sustainability, it's about responsibility, it's about yeah. ethical business. And then they're like, Oh, okay, yeah, that does sound interesting and you have to lead people into it. But communicating about this is really difficult. And so pitching it to different businesses totally changes depending on who you're speaking to. Um, but generally it's it's through Twitter it's through you know events it's kind of through our people community that we rely on quite heavily to talk about us um, you know and if anyone ever asks us to speak we generally ask a Corp to go and speak for us because right. actually yeah. we could just be a really good salesman right yeah. we could we could evangelize and I can sit here and evangelize how amazing it is to be a Corp. but the reality is I don't know because I'm not a Corp, right yeah, I work right. in the organization behind it and, and it's far more powerful coming from someone who's actually lived and breathed the assessment and kind of wanted to punch their computer screen midway through it and have come out at the other side. And actually, you know, they're like, no, it was worth it and I get it and I, you know, I'm, I'm benefiting from it yeah. as a result. And that's what's really important is that our community are the, are the best mouthpieces and the best awareness raisers that we have. Um, and a lot of our beagles have come that way, which is great. Yeah. Cool.